Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> How are you? Welcome back. Welcome back. What happened to us? We went on a very long summer vacation. We kind of did. Mm-hmm. We kind of bailed. Yeah, it was... So we apologize for bailing. <laughs> we did say something on Instagram, but we never really said anything on the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. But also, but yeah, we did say we were just taking the month of July off. And then it, now it's not. It's like <laughs> if you know anything about August, us, middle you of know August. that we're notoriously late to everything. Yes. So this should be no different. Yeah. And it's it, our lives. When is it? When, what are we here? It's we're August, in August. August 19th. So. Yeah. So we're back. How was your summer? We, I had an awful summer, just to be honest. It has been extremely hot in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like what did we have in July? Like the hottest record many days above 110 or something. So do you want to hear a really funny story about that? No. (laughs) How can that be funny? (laughs) I want to punch you in the face probably. Oh no, what? So I went to brunch with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law the other day. Yeah. And I forget what we were talking about, but whatever it was, I would go, do you think it's because it's been such a mild summer? And they literally dropped their forks. <laughs> They're like, what actually is wrong with you? Yeah, it's been you the done? hottest summer on record. We've had more days over 110. Where have you been? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I actually have no idea because I didn't think it like 2020. Hello. I remember how hot and miserable I was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That summer felt way worse than the summer. Same, but I was outside selling turf. I was not outside selling turf on record. And it was hot as balls was out 2020, there. 2020, yeah. 2020, I'll never so forget. I don't know but. if that's like hottest summer on record. I think it was the hottest like it had been. Well, I guess that maybe make it was sense like humid. I don't know. I just remember that summer being so much hotter than this summer. This summer we broke record for like days in a row, I think of hot hotness. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like in Arizona. All I know now. is we went to California for a little bit in July and it was amazing the, by the beach. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then when we came home, we literally pulled up into our driveway and our rose bushes were brown. They had toasted mm. in the sun and we're like, what happened? Like nothing happened. It just well, was the, so hot for so long. The Soros are dying. A lot of yeah, them are dying. I've seen that. My mother-in-law was saying that she was watching the local news and the reason that's happening because Soros are like they can survive in extreme Uh, weather conditions but we had such a rainy year we had so much rain during the winter winter, they filled up with water which Soros do and she says they're boiling on the inside and that's what's making them die that's weird that's so crazy but I would think they they hold water I know that but boil always because it's always hot here but yeah evidently not and now they're boiling because it's been so it's been unusually like really oh, that's hot. what she said i was like really they're dying because of that it's yeah. been such a mild summer oh my god you're insane i guess i am i don't know it has really not, this summer has not bothered me one bit we need to get your brain checked i know i mean you haven't gone outside <laughs> it enough. hasn't bothered you oh my god i've hated it no well i had a i so i actually started a job in july that's probably part of why so i probably in the past would just stay inside mm-hmm. more if it's that hot but I had to go work in a 
not so nice area for like a month. Mm-hmm. Well, two weeks. And then we were back to our better location. But it was really hot getting in and out of the car when it's that hot. Like you just, well, this and is the what car it's like if you don't live cool in Arizona. Ever. Yeah, yeah. The car doesn't seem to cool down. It feels like it just never gets cool until it's been like running for an hour. But also when you get in the car in Arizona, when it's super hot or not just in the car, when you walk outside, mm-hmm. the air is hot and dry, which I'm glad it's dry and not humid, but it like you feel like you're in an oven. Like you literally feel like you're being cooked mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> outside. It's okay. They can't hear us. Are you sure? We can't hear them. It's distracting me. So we're recording. It's a Saturday and all six of our kids are here. Yeah. So back to the podcast. Hot as balls. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so hot out. It's miserable. I don't know where you've been, but clearly not where I've been. my air conditioned house. I don't know. (laughs) My air conditioned house. Here's the thing. I think that it's been maybe because I park in the garage like everybody does. And then I go to where I need to go and then I come back maybe. Mm. But I, I don't know. And you have remote start. I have remote. I do have remote start and I use that. I have this app on my phone. And I That's start my car. That's such a game changer. Oh, you so, do? Oh, I do. Yeah. So we have an app, but I think they charge for mine. I don't know. I have to find out. Yeah, but look into that. I need to do that because my car makes me get pretty close to turning on. And then I'm like, what's the point? There's no point. You what's have to the be point? 20 feet. I might as well just start it myself. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll start it. Like if I'm in the grocery store checking out, I'll start it. That's smart. And I so it'll that. be cool. Maybe that's why I haven't been so pissed off because everywhere in Arizona for the majority of time spent, we're indoors during the summer. So maybe because I'm cooling off my car like a few minutes before I get to it. Maybe that's why I've not been such a grouchy bitch. Yeah. Because normally I am grouchy about how hot it is. Right. And my old car didn't have that. And I hate it getting in my car because then you, the minute you touch your seats, your back is sweaty, your legs are sweaty, everything's sweaty. You have to be careful with what you wear because if you get sweaty, if it shows through your clothes, yeah, that's embarrassing. We live in the worst state ever. It's a whole bunch. Well, in April or not April, in like January, February, we love it. In the middle of July and August, it's pretty miserable. Well, we love it like October through. No, October can be hot sometimes. It can be hot. That's true. But the nights are nice. It didn't used to be. The nights are nice. So that's the biggest difference. If you don't live in Arizona, you won't understand this. But when it's like 95, 99 is the low 5 a.m. <laughs> You're like, we just need a break. We just need a break from this and you don't get a break. And honestly, I just feel bad for like any animals that live outside or the plants because they don't get a break. We get to go well, on our I air conditioning this article of It was like, you know, you live in Arizona when and one of it was when a hiker feeds a rattlesnake water. Like yes. literally leaves. Water right. Like anybody you else feel bad. would like run away as far as possible. But yeah, you feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad. I just, mm. I just really feel bad. And I have chickens. So our chickens, I just, every day they're like sweating we have like an air conditioning unit thing that we hook up to the hose and blows cold air and they will go Mm. stand in front of it and I just feel so bad for them because they don't have like they can't sweat so they have to pant so they like open their mouths and they're panting all day and then I go in their cage and they're roosting at night and they're still panting because it doesn't get cold it's just freaking like 100 at midnight so it's like I just feel bad for them and then I think about all the animals out in the desert that don't have their mom and dad putting an air conditioning really dry summer no monsoons, no rain. Which is not normal. Yeah. So, but anyways, right. it, it should start to cool down eventually in the next month and a half. Two months. <laughs> this is when I start yeah. to hate it here. This is when I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Oh, let's move. I'm done. Well, don't do that because I'd be sad. Well, you're going to come with me. Okay. So, <laughs> so tell me about your summer and your epic reset and how that um, went. It was awesome. Our summer was really good. It was epic, I would call it. It was? Yeah, I think it was epic. And I did nothing on my list. 
<laughs> epic disaster. It was epic. No, I'm just kidding. In that we never lost sight of the goal of reconnecting and being together. And I think oh, we had a lot good. of adventures. We cooked a lot. We did a lot of things together as a family. We went to Lake Havasu, which was really fun. And then we went to Florida, which was really hot. Um, <laughs> really hot and oh humid, God, right? It was so hot and humid. So we went to, we were like, where should we go? We usually go to San Diego, like you yeah, guys did. But right. we wanted to, part of our epic reset was to connect. And when we go to San Diego, we run into people that we know. Yeah, because Arizona goes to California in the summer. Everybody goes to. And everybody knows that. Like you Mission in, Beach is like the Hamptons, right? Yeah, for, for Arizona. For Arizona, <laughs> but not as swanky. <laughs> Definitely not. Not as swanky, but it's kind of like where we just all escaped to Mission Beach right. or surrounding area. Anyway, right. part of the reset was to reconnect and we didn't want to be distracted by friends because when we find friends, we want to be with them. And we love that time also, but we're also trying to reconnect. So we decided to go to Florida and we found this place called Marco Island, which was really cool. We were trying to decide between that and Siesta Key. It sounds key. like such a cool place. It was really, Marco really cool. Island. Marco Island. Yeah, it just it was, sounds like fancy. It, it's fancy as hell. Is it's it? right next door to Naples. Oh. And Naples is one of the richest places in the country. It is, they have $150 million houses. So I didn't know that before you told me that. I had always heard of Naples as being like an older person community. So I think, I think, think like Sun be. City, which is in Arizona, is like an old yeah. person community, but it's not not nice. It's I mean, it's not not nice. There's nice parts, but I'm saying it's not rich like, like this think, place, I, right? I always pictured it to be more like like maybe upper middle class or like middle class with like golden girl swag. Like, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think golden girl, I think golden girls was like, like in that. Miami or Fort Lauderdale. I don't know, somewhere on the, maybe the uh, it east was, coast of Florida, but this is on the Gulf side. Okay. So the sand is so nice. It's like powdery and oh. never gets hot. And it was hot as hell there. It was like really? over a hundred oh, degrees. it's so white? It was, like it's, it's made of um, quartz. Oh. Is the sand. So it's like fresh powdery, sort of almost snow-like, but... Mm -hmm sand super soft and even on the hottest day it did not get hot that's awesome so that was really cool not in california you will burn your feet <laughs> you will burn your feet you have to wear shoes <laughs> you got to. so but then it was like unseasonably warm there okay so the ocean was 99 degrees oh so super warm it was like think of the hottest day in arizona in your pool and you go in there and you're like and god like i gotta get water. out of here because it's like hot bath and it's hot outside and i can't it's just like not refreshing yeah that's what it felt like at all times there in the water I never okay. felt the ocean like that. It was so wild to me. My yeah, husband I loved it. He's like, this is amazing. I I'm like, like, this is so weird. I like warm water. I know. I like cold. Turns out. <gasps> I know you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like in cold. a in a weird, maybe it's not normal way. I, mean, I need to live in the Arctic. You do. I probably girl. do. You I could. Know. You could be swimming with those um <laughs> polar bears and shit. <laughs> 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 I literally picture you swimming with that. All right. So anyway, yeah, so, so it sounds amazing. Yeah. So we went on this vacation and it was just the five of us. We rented this killer house. Kids went fishing. We went, they went fishing every day because our backyard was on one of those like finger canals. Yeah. So they got to like dock fish every day, which was awesome. And then we went on an airboat tour and we went deep sea fishing and we rented a boat and went to like all these like, I guess they're private islands, but I don't, there's nothing on them. Mm. They're just like an island that you can just get to only by boat. Huh. So that was really fun. Oh, we found these conch shells everywhere. Do you know oh, what those yeah. are? They yeah. were, that was so fun. That yeah. So cool. that was amazing. And then we came home. We went to the lake a lot. My kids learned how to ski and wakeboard. They got up for the first time. I don't It was just, it was so awesome. Nothing went according to my plan. Right. I was open to that, but I was, I'm that's, so that's grateful because right? I set out this goal of like knowing that things could change. Like I might, I want to have a plan or like a blueprint mm -hmm. just to start that foundation. Do you know what I mean? To mm -hmm. keep me sort of organized and on track. And it went really, really well outside of my plan. 
but the plan that's great you know the plan just went to hang out with your kids so and your i think and planning is important but i also think that motherhood is a lot of you plan and it goes the opposite direction so right. you have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to just accept that mm-hmm. if you're controlling then it's difficult because i'm a controlling person but with kids you have to go with the flow right I think that's part of what I've learned as a mom. Yeah. Is that you just have to wing it. Yeah. Nobody nobody gets to decide how it goes. Yeah. Did you do like your business side at all? Sort of. So the business is did not really happen this summer. We did a lot of talking and planning about it. We right. made a logo, we made a name, we came up with like all the hard, you know, boring stuff that you have to do right. before we got to the actual product. But I think we're still gonna do it. Good. Because we're talking a lot about it. We just ran out of time over yeah. the summer, which is so weird because there was no school. Right. And there wasn't, you know, all these, there wasn't sports. There wasn't all these other places that we had to be. Yeah. But we were still doing a lot of stuff. So we spent a lot of time talking about it, um, planning it, like making a business plan. And I, I really do think we're going to. Yeah. We're I still going to go for it. For you guys so, yeah. It. That's another thing that like, you know, it just happens and then you just roll with it because you, it is what it is. And if you still have everything planned out and you still plan on doing it, I'm sure it's going to happen and it's going to be great. It's yeah. It happen. You know, our summers go by fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they don't. I mean, they don't in terms of like the heat feels like it never goes away. But in terms of this kids being out of school, they really don't have a lot of time. No. And I don't I know if it's different than when we were kids, but it goes fast. I don't know. I feel like it might be the same amount of time. Really? Well, I mean, I grew up in California. We got out at, I don't know, around June 20th. Yeah. And we didn't went back after Labor Day. It feels like the same. Yeah, right? maybe. I don't know. It, it probably is. I, I just feel like sometimes it can go by really fast and other times it can't. My well, summer was kind of slow. Oh, see, and mine went by so fast. Like yeah. I could I could have used a little bit more time with them. Yeah. I wish I could say this that. Week. I never say that. This is the first time in the history of summers. <laughs> I love my kids to death. It's just really difficult when, because in other parts of the country, their winter is hard. Right. Because they can't go outside. In our situation, the summers are hard. Like if we lived somewhere where it was beautiful outside, oh my God, I would enjoy every moment. But because the kids go stir crazy in the house mm-hmm. and you don't want to go anywhere because it's so freaking hot, you don't want to leave your house. And then they get sick of the pool, believe it or not. Yeah. Like my kids get sick of the pool. Oh, mine do too. Do we they? Oh, yeah, yeah. They like refuse to go swimming. I'm like, who does that? It's amazing. That's what we did in the summer. We lived in the pool. Yeah. So we would like we didn't do have chores and then jump know. in the pool and then go get our go ride our bikes and then jump in the pool. Like yeah. we just did everything involving the pool. And my kids are like, oh, I don't want to do the pool. So then we're playing video games and watching TV and I don't want my kids doing that. So, but that's like where you have to land mm-hmm. when there's nothing else to do. And so miserable out that there's like, you're stuck in your house. So if I didn't have that situation, like I'm a mom, you're the same way. I think we have to go do stuff. I can't yeah, terrible stay at home, home mom. Yes. Yeah. I hate being stuck in my house 24 seven and the summers are like that. And it's mm-hmm. not like that everywhere. If you have a beautiful state that you live in and the summers are your good time of mm-hmm. year because it's not snowy out, then that's probably amazing. But in Arizona, it sucks. And unfortunately, we don't have like family back home because our family's here. So like we have nowhere to go visit really. I mean, I have some family in Denver and our calendars didn't work out this year. So we didn't get to go see them. But it's hard when you're stuck here all summer and there's nothing to do. Yeah. That's just my take on it. So I need my hoozy. Um <laughs> What does that mean? Anyway. Any Mahusi? <laughs> Did you just make that up or is that like I've a been thing? saying that for years? You I've never... never heard you say that. Really? I love it though. I don't even think I'm the inventor of it. I want a Mahusi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mahusi. <laughs> Mahusi. I will say I'm really glad to be back together because I didn't see you all summer. I know. I mean, we went hard in June and then that was it. We did? Fourth of July was, I think, the last time we saw each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then... Well, I I had I so I started went back, working went back to work. So like, yeah, tell us. So my situation is that I do health coaching and I work with people on epigenetics. So I look at their DNA and their health, and I've been doing that for like four years now, maybe five years. I don't know. Time goes by fast. And so I've been working with this doctor, and I have my own clients, and my friends were referring me, and then everything started slowing down. And then 2020 happened, mm-hmm. and then I was freaking out because just financial stuff, like my husband does sells events. And so when they said we weren't allowed to have events for COVID, then we started getting worried he was going to lose his job because he works on a contract and they can just take the contract away because that's how this stuff works and there's loopholes and all these things. So we kind of panicked a little Mm -hmm. and my job is nothing that we can like fall back on. And I'm also like a contract worker and I've done a lot of contract work in the past. So like we've never had good insurance. So that's important to us. And then I had a friend who was making like more money than he was making at his corporate job selling turf. So then I went to sell turf. And so then I kind of put what I was doing on the back burner. And then after the COVID stuff, it was hard for me to kind of recover. Like running your own business and getting clients on your own is really hard unless you have a lot of money to throw at it, which I don't have. Mm -hmm. And Word of mouth is really great. <laughs> that just stuff just happened. And so then this opportunity came up at one of my kids' schools and they were offering a job that I thought would be pretty easy to do. <laughs> and also it worked really well for my kids' schedules because I basically would only have to be working during their school hours. And then I could also get these amazing benefits, which we haven't had because we don't have like corporate jobs right. with big companies. So we don't get those benefits. And our let me just tell you, for the last, whenever Obamacare came out, that's when our family hit got hit really hard with insurance and medical bill. Well, that was in 2016 because same thing happened with us. Yeah. Yeah, I was pregnant. Okay. And I lost my OBGYN. Yeah. Because of Obamacare. So I know it was 2016. We lost doctors too. We can no longer see doctors that we were seeing. All of these things happened and it's just, it really has destroyed our lives. And this is not to be like political or against anybody or for anybody, just saying like that's our situation and that's what happened to us. And I know lots of families that that happened to. So I know we're not alone. Yeah. But I... It's just, it's killed us financially since 2016. It's been a big financial burden. So the fact that I could get this amazing insurance for so, so cheap because of working for this company was like a game changer for us. And so I had to take this job (laughs) and... I love it. I love it. I love the kids. It's just really difficult. They have super high expectations, which I love. That's why I love the school. That's why my kids are going there. But it's also just um, a lot. It's a lot. And it's not really worth the money. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty honest. I'm not yeah. down. I'm not saying it's a bad company or anything. Well, I don't I think, think teachers, just teachers get into it in for general. The money. No. And they get I get in it because they love it. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. It's exhausting. Well, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of organization. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of difficulties within the children themselves. You know, there's a lot going on, I think, with kids these days compared to when we were kids mm-hmm. um, with allergies and learning disabilities and everything, like the whole broad spectrum. It's not one thing. It's a lot of things. You have like 30 little snowflakes that you, you have, have to figure 30 out. 30 snowflakes. Mm-hmm. 
I just think it's a really difficult, exhausting job. I've cried a lot. I have been super exhausted where I get home and I can't move. It's just a lot. And I'm not saying it's bad and that I don't like it, but it's hard. It's definitely well, hard. Well, I think you have to show yourself a little grace and let yourself off the hook because you have, while you have been a working mom, you've been a working mom at home. So your yes. schedule has been a lot more flexible. Right. And now not only do you have to take care of yourself by a certain time in the morning, you have three children that you also are trying to get ready for school. Right. Then you have to go and teach children. Right. 30 of them or yeah. 28 or whatever. It's now 33. But yes. Now 33. And now you're, and then you come home to teach your kids again yeah. because they have homework and mm -hmm. then you have dinner and your house is still there. So this is a big adjustment for you. For sure. It's not like just, it's going, going back to work. I think for any mom going back to the office or to the classroom in your case is mm -hmm really, really hard. You've got to cut yourself a little bit of slack. Well, and I'm really hard on myself in general. Like mm -hmm. that's just who I am. And I'm a, a little bit of a perfectionist. So I'd like to do things really well. I don't like to half-ass anything or do anything like not well. I don't want a lot of responsibility because I know that it's not something that I want to put on my plate mm -hmm. because I like to be good at things. And I know if I put too much on my plate, then I'm not going to be good at it. Yeah. I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm not going to be a good teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a good spouse. Right. I'm not going to be a good friend. Like I already feel like I take on too much <laughs> Already. Yeah. And so I know my boundaries. I think that's a maturity thing because I used to not know my boundaries and I would just get myself in situations that I couldn't handle and then I would mess it all up. But now I think I know what my boundaries are. And so I've had to put up certain boundaries with things that I'm doing at work, but it's still difficult. It's still hard to go back to that. I just know that my levels of stress have never been this high, mm. but it's an adjustment period too, you yeah. know? And, and so it's hard and I'm teaching really little kids and that is hard for them mm -hmm. and it's hard for me. And so we're learning together and I know it's going to get better. It's just a lot. But besides that, <laughs> it's been great. I yes. really enjoy the people I work with and the kids that I'm working with. Like some of them are so sweet. I mean, all kids are sweet, but like some of them are just really extra amazing. Just like leave an extra yeah, on impression on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. so it's been great. Going back to work is a lot. And it's funny because I'm now seeing schools from a teacher's perspective mm -hmm. versus a parent's perspective. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Yeah. It's really, really, really interesting. And it's, it's interesting in ways that I didn't anticipate. So I think... It's kind of a really good learning experience. The cool thing that I've noticed, and I've only been doing it for like a week and a half, but the cool <laughs> thing that I've noticed is that it's making me a better parent. Oh. Because I'm putting boundaries for kids at ki at school. Yeah. And I'm being firmer with the boundaries with my own kids at home. Interesting. It's like I got a teacher voice and a mom voice, hmm. and I can now use my teacher voice with my kids and be like firmer than I was. I love that. Yeah. it's It's been great. And then I also appreciate my kids more than I did. Before. You're like, oh, actually, I'm doing a pretty good job here. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some kids, you're like, okay, okay. And then you come out and I come home and I give my kids extra hugs and I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I miss them more mm -hmm. for some reason now that I'm not with them. Yeah. I feel like I have less time, even though apart. I have the same amount of time with them. It what, feels like less time. What is that saying? Like not growing apart, being apart makes the heart grow fonder. fonder. Yeah. What is that saying? But it's always been the same. Yeah. That's what it is. Going apart. No. Being apart. Being apart. Makes the heart Absence grow. Absence makes the Absence. heart grow fonder. 
You almost confused me really bad. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I agree with that so much. I think even when I am away from them on a weekend trip or whatever and I come home, I miss them. I can't wait to see them. But I'm away from them the same amount of time that I was before. When they went to school, I wasn't with them. So it's weird. But you didn't miss them? No, I did. But Um, like... Not like this? It's like I appreciate them more. Oh, yeah. Because you could... You got a peek behind door number two. (laughs) 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 You're so funny. It's true. It's true. I don't know why, but it is. I think that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I totally did. I got to look under the trunk. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing because you have all of these kids. And what I love about teachers and what I think I've always taken for granted up until it just occurred to me or became clear to me just in hearing you talk about your experience Mm -hmm. that teachers, at least most of the teachers that my kids have had, they've treated every conversation that they've had with me as though my kids are the only ones that have whatever they're going through, right? Like I have two boys with learning disabilities and I have with with dyslexia and I have my younger son has cerebral palsy. All three of them are on an IEP. Every time I talk to them, it's as though they're the only kids who have who have dyslexia or cerebral palsy who need support. But I the reality understand. is those teachers are actually giving support in so 30 different ways. Like yes. they're getting different curriculums. They're getting different pullouts. They're getting different, like our kids have to memorize poems. Maybe they only have to memorize the first paragraph and another one has to right. do the whole entire right. it's poem. Individualized. It's all individualized. Yeah. And teachers, when I think about it from that perspective, then I get like teachers are heroes yes. because they are sort of these like silent ninjas who like I've never heard a teacher complain about another thing that they had to do for a kid. They've yeah. never done that to me. They've always right. felt like <laughs> I made hope me not. feel right. like my kids needs are mm-hmm. at the top of their priority list. But I'm right. assuming and imagining they're probably doing that. Oh, my God. All yeah. of the parents they're meeting yeah. with. Right. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's it awesome. is amazing. I have so much more respect. I mean, I, I think all parents got gained more respect for teachers during COVID. Right. 100%. Yes. Because of what we all went through. And that's a totally different situation. I mean, teaching a child at home is like not conducive to learning in terms of like well, teaching them at home online to the curriculum right, that they want right. that you're not trained for. That's it's just a. I'm not saying homeschool doesn't work. That's not what I meant. I just meant like the way that things happened right. and the way that we were expected to like teach at home, but online. It was, hard. It, it was just too much. What I was going to say was I've always appreciated teachers and I've always thought they were underpaid. They don't get paid enough. They'll probably never get paid enough, but That's, they do deserve yeah, they way more. They don't do it for the money. They do it because they are such special humans. They are. And, yeah. s- and not all of them, because there's ones that I think that are bad that shouldn't be teaching, but they're... Totally. That's every job. There's always yeah. going to be bad apples, right? But most of them are amazing. And here's the thing, what I was just thinking about when you were talking is when we were kids, we didn't have kids with peanut allergies. We didn't have kids with autism like we do now. We don't have any of those things going on as we're kids. Mm-hmm. Teachers are paid like the same right. in the last 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. And those, the dynamics have changed. The burden has changed Mm -hmm. on teachers. The load that they're carrying has changed on teachers. Because like you just said, a lot of kids had IEPs. I don't even think any kids had IEPs when I was a kid. I don't know that that was like a thing. I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was until the 90s or 2000s when they invented IEPs. There's so, like you said, there's so many kids with individual needs these days Mm -hmm. that didn't exist 40 years ago. And the same amount of work, more work is being done for the same amount of pay. And even the teachers back then weren't getting paid enough. And the teachers today aren't getting paid enough. And I just think it's so devastating. If I could like snap my fingers and change it, I would in a heartbeat. Like it just bothers me a lot. And now seeing things as a teacher from a teacher perspective, it's just a lot. I mean, you there's it takes special humans to teach children because 
And it's not like, because it's such a bad job. It's just difficult. It's draining mentally and physically. And then if you're a mom on top of it, you have to go home to your children and be a mom, which Mm -hmm. is mentally and physically draining at points. So I just have so much respect. Yeah. So much respect. And it's just a situation that it's changed me. For sure. Like my opinions about things. And and that's why I think like just in life in general, like everybody should have to be a server. So they know what it's like to be a server, yep, right? I agree. I almost feel like everybody should have to be a teacher for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you want to graduate college and go to a corporate job. Go teach kids for two years before you go do that. Before you have a family that you have to worry about paying for and getting that great job and making all this money, like everybody should have to donate their time almost give themselves put their time into like various occupations yeah almost like yeah. walk a day well i think the server like you could do that during college or you could do that during mm. like right after high school or something but i just think that there's certain things in life that we need to do to like humble ourselves and and realize that it gives you a new perspective on life do you know what i mean yeah okay <laughs> cuz you're not talking i'm like do you follow me am i not i know i don't want to interrupt sense? you okay I don't want to no, interrupt No, no, I think that does. I, I don't. It changes your perspective, just like being a parent. So that's probably the best example. When you become a parent, it changes your life. It changes yes. your perspective. It changes how you do things. It mm-hmm. changes what you care about. Totally. Yeah. I am in the belief that you shouldn't be able to vote on things that affect children when you, you're not a parent. Oh, that's interesting. I know. It's probably going to give me, somebody's going to give me a lot of shit for it. But I do think that because I just know how I was before I was a parent. My kids aren't going to be on technology. My kids are going to eat all organic. My kids are whatever, like whatever it was. And then you have kids and you're like, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'm surviving. It's hard. You're not what I thought you were going to be. Like this isn't as, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like parenting is so hard. Yeah. And you don't have an instruction manual, which is going to be another episode we're doing. (laughs) It just changes so much about you. And when you've only taken care of yourself your entire life, you've never had to care for another human being. You have a different perspective on life and you don't understand things because it's impossible, I think, to understand certain things until you go through it. Yeah. You can relate to it maybe. You can intellectually understand it, but you can't understand it Like the raw emotion that comes with it. Yeah. You can't understand it unless you go through it. I don't know how else to say it. You know, you don't understand. Completely. Okay. So I just, and I'm not, it's not to put down people who haven't had kids. It's not to say that they aren't smart enough to understand what we go through. It's just different when you experience it. It is a different beast. Right. And so I'm seeing like, as a parent going through that, going through cancer, going through financial hardship, going through a fire, your fire, your house burned down on fire. Like everybody can understand those things from an outside perspective. Like, oh, I've understand great loss or understand taking care of another human being. But it's different when you experience it. No, I think about those Maui fires that just happened. Yeah. And I I think that's such a good point. Like I, my heart is broken for them and I want to help so bad, but I have no idea. I know how I feel with my experience in watching everything that happened on the news and, you know, on social media and stuff, I have no idea what those people are going through. They lost everything. They totally. lost their school, their homes, their grocery stores, literally everything. Like, right. that sucks. I have no idea with that. So I, I get, I think- Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. Okay. So yeah. I don't want people to be offended by anything no. I'm saying, because I know some people will be like, well, I don't have kids and I'm fine. You know, it's not that you can't understand things. It's just different to experience it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Completely. I mean? Okay. How has it been with like getting your kids to school on time and getting like going back to school? That's been hard for me. Like getting back in the routine of things. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, this has it's been, been the hardest it's ever been. I don't know if it's because we're really? at a new school. Oh, God. Probably because you're at a new school. My God, I went to bed at eight o'clock last night. I couldn't, my husband's out of town. And for the first time ever in the history of my children's existence, I did not put them to bed. <laughs> I was like, guys, mom's got to go. I, it's either you're, we're all going to bed right now. We've or practiced a lot. It's getting bad. I was so worried that the dog, because my kids are like not allowed to open the door or anything. If yeah. I, they stay home alone or whatever. Yeah. But I was like terrified that Ginger, our dog, was going to like have an accident. I let her out right oh, before I went to you bed. Went to bed but, like, so early? I went to bed so early. I was so tired. Yeah. These they're starting like an hour earlier at school. That's really hard yeah. for me. So it's funny because I think that's when they should have always started school. I know. We always have talked about that. Yeah. But it I'm is kind hard. Of glad they didn't. I, I really, <laughs> this is hard. But my kids get up so early. Your kids don't. No, my, my new so two, two of mine do. So my oldest, he starts at 8, 10. And that was early also for me, but yeah. that was like doable. Now I have to get up at like six o'clock in totally. the morning. Every so day. So if I didn't have to go to work, it, I would be in the same boat as you. What time are you waking up? Because you have to be there earlier than I, I wake do. up at six. To but... get all of them ready and then you leave by what, 6.45? Yeah. All right. You can get all four of you ready. And Well, no. So some days my teenager stays and he's not even a teenager, but he is. He's a teenager. Um, he's a teenager. But my husband will take him because he does start later than we do. And then my youngest is the best at just being amazing at life. So he just does everything on his own. <laughs> he's, he's the best. Just tell him what to do. He does it. Like there's just no fighting and we don't yeah. even have to remind him. He just does everything. Like he just is amazing. My other two, well, it's just the waking up early for my oldest, I think is difficult. And then, and then the other two want to like watch TV instead of getting ready. And so we're like, no more TV. We just got to get going. It hasn't been hard for me, but I think that's, like I said, because I'm having to like actually show up to a job. Well, you're very lucky. I'm tired. It's hard for me. Well, we also have like a a mirror, a mirror, a mirror. We have a window in our bedroom that is really up high and it's, it gets in Arizona. It's like- The sun's awake, so you're awake. 4.30 a.m. The sun starts to come up and it starts to wake me up. And I used to wear an eye mask, but now that I have eyelashes, I can't do that. So So my brain wakes up when I see the sun. Yeah. And that helps. But when it's winter and it's going to be dark and I'm getting mm-hmm. up, that's going to be hard. You're going to hate that. And then you're going to circle I'm back to, to this moment it. right now because it is hard as hell. Yeah. I try really hard to have everything like ready to go the night yes. before. Yes. That's huge. I'm such a mess. I'm a disaster. In the morning. Mm-hmm. They're all a disaster. Mm. I have to like wake them up and all three of them need to be w- woken up a different way. Yeah. Because I don't want to s- them to start their day off with like... Get you know, up. Anger in her heart, especially my little one. I'm like, hey, buddy. Good morning. And he's like, get out. Or he's like, hey, mama. Like, I never know what version oh, I'm going to get of him. Oh, my God. He's oh. awful. He scares me in the morning. And I'm like, I always try so hard to like wake him up gently and nicely. Yeah. But I I really don't know Just what version I'm going to get. water on him. That, I'm, I might. I might have to. But then. No, so you then, should see how he is. And then like, if he yells at you, then splash He's water. having such an amazing experience at <laughs> school. He's having like the best experience at school. And I, I don't know if I've shared this on previous podcasts, I, but last year at school, he didn't. He, yeah. the first like two oh, months yeah. were so difficult. He, I had to like drag him into class. Right. And I would leave there crying every single day. It's the worst. It's And it went on for months. Like, oh it my was, God, that's the worst. It was awful. And it was, we, I know I talked about this because I talked about how it's humiliating and people are like, oh, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Oh, no, yeah. fuck you. I am embarrassed. Your yeah. kids are not doing this every day for two months. Mine right. is. This is embarrassing. Yeah. And it's so painful when somebody, like, to like, go through that. devalidates that. Like, it's not, oh, no, it's yeah. embarrassing. Mm, okay, I don't think tell that to everybody, like, looking at me. Yeah, That's I don't think they're trying to devalidate. No, I know. I think they're trying to help, but I it doesn't. It. I triggered myself. It doesn't feel good. 
It doesn't. But because we're at a new school and I have been terrified, like he's got cerebral palsy. And while it's very mild and he's super smart and completely capable, I know what last year was like for him. And it was terrible. So I have, I'm extra careful in the morning to make sure that he wakes up happy and harmonious. And like my husband will be like, okay, you didn't brush your teeth. And I'm like, what? Be nice. Don't be nice. walking on eggshells. I got it. Just walk away. Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I need him to go to school. I need him to get out of the car. Like, oh my I, God, you're so funny. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's you're not, like, let's keep the peace. Like, totally. Gotta go. Like, it's we fine. Gotta if I have to fill this. up the water, I'll fill up the water. Just, yes, just you know, whatever we need to do. Don't poke the bear. Right. Just don't poke I get the bear. It. He's I get happy. it. You're like traumatized like, from that. I am, and he's doing amazing. He's doing more amazing yeah, than my others are doing. And I did not know that I didn't, you know, I was, you know how terrified I was. Yes. And it turns was out it's like too. one of the, for me, yeah. <laughs> no. you would text me during my training I was so and our friend worried. Ashley, I'd, you'd be like, do it, don't do it, do it, don't I do do it. I know. I was on this like emotional roller coaster yeah. all summer and Chris, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, to, I think that's probably why I'm so tired now as part of my exhaustion Dis- yeah, because I let decision. that stress go yeah. and I'm like finally starting to let myself breathe a little mm. and that it's a little bit of trauma. So then once you For like sure. let that go, then you're like, <sighs> you just like let yourself relax. I think that's why I, I need to hibernate maybe and like just take a long yeah. two month nap. That sounds amazing. Everybody's doing great. And I'll be really jealous if you do They're that. They're doing good. Yeah. I, I can't do that. I don't know. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so but, that's the other thing. It's like working and being a mom. I did like, I was not a mom that did nothing at home. Like I was not the mom that like turned on the TV when the kids went to bed. But TV yeah. never went on. I was working. I was doing emails. I was going grocery shopping. I was cleaning. Like I nonstop move and then I get my kids and I'm like, oh, all that stuff that I did, I still have a whole list to do. Yeah. So now it's like being a mom and having to do all that. It's like nothing's getting done. I feel like our house is just like frozen. We go to work. We come back. It's frozen. Like there's nothing changing because I'm not doing anything because I'm so exhausted. Yeah. It's just a lot. I just have so much respect for everybody who works. And then just being a mom in general is hard because I've done that too. Well, so, cheers to all the working moms out there. Cheers to everybody. Cheers God to damn. you. We're, we're working we're making mom it. and a teacher. Shaping yeah. the minds of our future. I know. It's awesome. It's you feel really lot. proud. It's a lot. And you're setting a good example for your kids. Uh, am I? How? Because you're getting it done. No, I'm not. Because you're a motherfucking hustler. <laughs> That's what you are. I, I do want to shout out to my husband because he's been really amazing. Aww. He has. It makes me cry. He's amazing. I saw this meme today that was like, I don't even know what it was. It was like this Asian couple. And I guess she had like a coma or she was in a car accident or oh, something. Gosh. And he was like bathing her feet, brushing her hair. She was totally out. The kid was hugging her. It was really sad. I didn't really read what it said, but he was like doing all these things for her. He was exercising or like moving her legs because she was like in a coma. So he was like trying to keep her muscles or whatever, you know, they have to like keep them from atrophying and stuff. And, and he just like did all this stuff. And then she opened her eyes towards the end of the video and he like did all these things for her. And I started crying because I was like, so sweet. my husband would do that for me. My and husband would too. Cause I left I him a list so of all the lucky. things I need him to do. Should I fall into a coma? <laughs> hundred percent. I'm like crying. I wonder if she did that too. Oh my God. I talk to Chris about this all the time. You do? Yes. You're crazy. Because I have those bitch hairs. I can't wake up from my coma. (laughs) I can't. Honey, if I go in a coma, shave my face. He knows. He's got my, he's got my esthetician. Amanda, you are weird. No. If I wake up with a beard, I'm going to be pissed. I won't be. I won't be so. You're not mad. gonna wake up and be like, "Oh my god, I'm alive! Thank God!" You're gonna be like, "Oh my god, is my face good? <laughs> gonna be is like, my face good? Hey, babe, what's up?" You'll be like, "Hi," and then I'm gonna go like this, and I'm gonna fill my goatee, and I will lose my. Sh- I'll be like, "Get out!" 
<laughs> We're done. I'm signing the papers. We're done. <laughs> Security. <laughs> you didn't put I swear to God. Oh my God, you're Ask so Chris. funny. Ask him. He will tell you. Uh, and all joking aside, that is really beautiful. And that would make me cry too. But I wonder I if like she crying. had said to him, babe, if this no, ever happens to me, it was a really me, sweet video. It please sweet. know. I mean, we talk about like, I, he knows what I want at my funeral. I have it all planned out. I have a playlist. I have, and I add songs to my playlist. I want appetizers served. I don't know if it's normal or not, but I think about it. Like, no, I'm like, I need to I want, this. like, you have the Amanda experience, right? Like, I. You're just like Austin. Love. Austin wants it's his all about funeral the experience. to be like this great party. And I'm like, well, babe, I'm, you, I have to die before you. So don't tell me any of this. Mm. I'm not planning your funeral. You're going to plan mine. Yeah. I don't want to die first. I mean, I don't know. I want to yeah. die first. I yeah. love so, that you did that. You've done that. Um, yeah, he knows, but it's I the good, the bad, and the ugly. If I wake up with a beard, I so funny. hard line for me. God, you make no. me laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> truth. I am not I alone out there. Like, I can guarantee anybody listening. Not maybe not everyone. Yeah. But I'm getting you to think about it. I don't like, you're not going to. I don't know. You're so funny. But anyways, I was yes. thinking like, I don't know if I would be the same. Is that bad? I think you would. A hundred percent you would. You I were you stood by your so husband much. when he had cancer. I know. But that was different. That was really traumatic. And like what? What? coma's not traumatic. No, it is. But like I was 25 and having right. to take and you care have of a lot him. more love I was like in, in your shock heart. the whole no. time, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was in a lot of shock. I don't even think I knew what was. Well, I did know what was happening, but like I didn't know. Like I remember having a moment of taking care of him and somebody being like, oh my God, this is probably so hard for you. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody, nobody had acknowledged it at that point. And I was like, it is really hard. Like, but you were like in fight mode the whole time. I was yeah. like, I was taking care of him and he was in a lot of pain. So he was not very nice. And then I had a moment of just like breaking down crying because I never cried in front of him because I didn't want him yeah. to be upset and sure. I didn't want him to know that I was worried. This is going to make me cry. But I just remember somebody being like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like he's facing death. Yeah. And they're like, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> not. not okay. I'm not like I'm 25. I didn't ever think I'd be taking care of yeah. somebody. It was just, I can't. It's even, hard. What it you was really to. hard. It was really hard. But, and I was in shock. Nobody expects that diagnosis at such a young age, but also taking care of somebody physically. Like that's when you're saying, just I don't a baby know if yourself. I could do it. Yes. Yeah. Like who, who do does it. that? Like when you're in your 80s, you like expect that I feel like at some point, mm -hmm. but like when you're totally blindsided by it and then you're having to do it. And then also like he could have died. That crossed my mind so many times. I'm yeah. like, he was stage four. Like that's the last stage. Mm -hmm. You're done if it doesn't work. And, yeah. and so that really freaked me out. And I tried not to think about it, but it's in the back of your mind. I just, I'm just not like one of those people that I feel like I could do that forever. I think people who are caretakers are angels from heaven because- We'll call my sister. She'll help you. She's Why? really good at that. Like taking care of people? Yes. It's her calling. She Why should is be. she not doing that? I don't know. If you're listening, you know who you are. Sister, sister. Do it. Do your job. She's so good. Well, when I had my hip surgery, she laid in bed with me the entire time. She yeah. served me every meal. But is that because you're family and that's just... No, she's... I think she should be like a hospice worker. She's, yes. She's yes. amazing. She loves it. That's her she calling. She loves it? She not, needs to do it. No, 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 no. But I... But she loves old people. She... Is she's has like this level of empathy that she can just connect with them. Yeah. She has so like if that if you're yeah. ever in that situation and you need somebody, 
you could call her and so she would I jump have right in. Empathy. I don't have like I consider myself a strong person, but I there's something where like I am not given that gene or something because I can take care of somebody, but I don't think I could do it for like 20 years. You know these yeah. like people I mean, that who, would be really hard for most people, right? 20 years okay, is so a I'm long not, time. No, I'm no. not abnormal. No, okay. 20 years. Is I a long feel time. like I'm a bad person because I'm like I don't know if I could do that. I and I don't know if it is. So you're not yeah. weird because I yeah. say the same things. Okay. But I think Good. when you're faced with that situation, right. Your words might change because you deeply love this man that you have had children with, that you've yeah. been through cancer with, that you've chosen to spend your life with. Right. Your perspective might change because it's it about might. the experience. It might. Right? It might. Full that circle. Is, it might be. Full circle, babe. Full circle. You brought it back. I sure did. Look at you. You straight a book. <laughs> I should write a book. <laughs> That's how good writers, good writers can like connect the dots. Mm. You just did that for us. Thank you. I just, I'm glad I'm not abnormal in that because. No, I think that a lot of people probably think Have you guys same. had that conversation? Yeah. Um, Floor enough? No. Mostly about. Uh, Mostly about your funeral and <laughs> shaving your face off. <laughs> Chris doesn't like talking about that stuff. Like, and he like thinks death? I'm so weird. And I'm like, okay, so for my funeral, I think it's weird too. I but want Austin's to have the same way. Like, there at the church song, serving red wine. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I want everybody wearing black, not because you're sad, but because that's my signature color. <laughs> oh my God. And everybody looks good in <laughs> it. Everyone looks good in black. You can thank me later. Mm-hmm. Thank me in heaven. Yeah, it'll look good in the photos. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Are people taking photos at funeral? Mine, they will be. You're going to have like a professional photographer? Probably. Check out this potty. Yeah. I want appetizers <laughs> served as you're sitting because so people weird. get hungry yeah. at the service. Like, yeah. I want you to have my favorite appetizers. What's your favorite appetizers? I don't know. I think about it a lot. It's super you weird. Do? I do. Yeah. You're like my husband. He loves appetizers. Oh my God. Appetizers rule. Yeah. I think we talked about this once. Fridays mm-hmm. is like, we used to go there all the time because oh they, they have appetizers. appetizers. Yes. Oh my God, they were so we good. haven't been there Their potato ever. skins are it doesn't amazing. even exist anymore. No. And they were open until two, remember? Yeah. That was the best. Everything closes early these days. Thanks, you COVID. That? Yeah. Yeah. Eight o'clock restaurants are closing. There's yeah. a new burger place that I want to try it down the street. Yeah. It's called Culinary Gangster. It gets amazing, amazing reviews. It's yeah. A burger place. It closes at seven o'clock at night. That's so weird. We we went to a restaurant. Oh, it's a Mexican one that we love too. And they're always closing early. And we're like, why? Why are you closing at seven? Yeah. That's a weird time to I me. I don't know. I think it's weird too. Because that's like prime dinner time, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I We're always, every time we want to eat it, it's closed. So yeah, sad because it's good food. We're wow. Like, we right. really went on a Tangents. journey there. <laughs> People are not going to listen to our shows because nothing we talk about is related to what we say it's going to be. It's real life. So if we're talking about it, they're thinking about it probably. Right. Yeah. Or they are now. <laughs> right. We put it in their brains. All uh, right. Well, thanks for listening. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.